0: Tearing Down Walls, a Sunshine Life podcast with your host Sylvia Cunningham.
1: Hi, I'm Sylvia Cunningham, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the very first episode of Tearing Down Walls on Sunshine Live. This is a new monthly program out of Berlin that aims to connect and find understanding with a new generation across the Atlantic. I'm part of that new, younger generation. I'm American, and I've been living in Berlin for nearly four years, working here as a journalist. Tearing Down Walls is a show where we invite young people to join the transatlantic dialogue, and we will do so in partnership with an American college radio station, WNHU, at the University of New Haven in West Haven, Connecticut. Now, Germany and the United States may be longtime allies, but polls in the last few years have revealed major cracks. A study released just last month found that about a third of Germans believe that democracy in their country is threatened by influence from the U.S. Before the U.S. elections last summer, before Joe Biden succeeded Donald Trump, Pew Research revealed Germans' view of the U.S. had plummeted in the last two decades. Only a quarter had a favorable perception of the U.S., down from 78 percent in 2000. But studies also show young people in both countries are the most optimistic about the transatlantic relationship. They have a more positive outlook.
2: As an undergrad, I actually got the opportunity to go to Germany on a study abroad trip, and that kind of sparked my love for
3: Germany. I feel like both groups can like really like learn from each other in like many
0: ways. As years went on and I was back in the US, I started just missing being in Germany and I noticed that how much of an impact that had on me.
1: Those are several of the voices you'll hear on today's program, both American and German students who did exchange years in each other's countries. Let's get right to it and welcome our first two guests onto the program. Joining me over Zoom from Bavaria is Alyssa Kulp. She's an American PhD candidate, usually based at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville, but she's now here in Germany with the support of a research grant from the Fulbright Commission. Hi Alyssa, welcome.
2: Hello, so great to be here.
1: Also with us is Sophia Dash, a German master's student studying psychology at the Humboldt University in Berlin. She was a visiting master's student in 2019 to 2020 at Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island, with the support from a Fulbright scholarship. Hi, Sophia.
3: Hi, happy to be here.
1: Now, for this first episode of Tearing Down Walls, I invited Fulbright grantees because I have a little insight into the exchange experience, too. I moved to Berlin in 2017 on a Fulbright Journalism grant and have been here ever since, so it's nice to be talking with some fellow grantees. So, Alyssa, let me start with you. You came to Germany amid a pandemic, which can't have been easy, and you have quite an intriguing dissertation topic. Tell me what initially sparked your interest in Germany.
2: Actually, my interest uh, started with my grandmother. She is from the Stuttgart area, Kirchheim Untertech. So uh, as I was growing up, you know, she was always telling me about her hometown and uh, how beautiful it was and how great. And I always wanted to see it. Um, So in college, as an undergrad, I actually got the opportunity to go to Germany on a study abroad trip. And that kind of sparked my love for Germany. And I've always loved studying history. So I decided, oh, yeah, I'm going to do German history. That's what I want to do with the rest of my life. Um, but I would have never expected studying what I study now.
1: Wait, yeah, tell <laughs> us what that is.
2: Yeah, yeah. My research investigates how 19th century Bavarians' understandings of death, burial, and the corpse Uh, changed with the implementation of the morgue, or what we call the Leichenhaus in Germany. Um, So uh, yeah, I never expected to be studying death and the morgue. (laughs) um, My topic kind of found me. Um, I was in the archives in 2019 in Munich, and I was studying something completely different. I was studying uh, folk medicine in Bavaria, and I came across this file, of, um, proposals for morgues. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And I ended up presenting it to an audience and they were much more interested in the morgue part of the presentation than the folk medicine part. And sometimes you have to listen to your audience, um, what aspects of your research are really interesting to them. So that kind of pushed me to look into the topic further. And now that's what I do.
1: (laughs) And you seem to have a sense of humor about it, too.
2: Oh, yes. One of the chapters in my dissertation is titled Saved by the Bell, because um, they used to tie bells to corpses uh, to alert the morgue attendants if someone would come back to life. So I always joke with my audiences that that's where the TV show title came from. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) Well, Sophia, let me come to you. You were a Fulbright Scholar at Brown University from 2019 to 2020. Your year abroad, of course, was interrupted due to the pandemic. But why did you want to study in the US in the first place?
3: I actually like my main reason for the U.S. was just because of the like exceptional education system that we have where I was like, okay, no, I have to go there. The courses sound so great. And what the university has to offer is just like amazing. So, yeah.
1: And what were some of your first impressions? I mean, what were some of the things that surprised you when you finally arrived as a student on an American campus?
3: One of the things that like surprised me was also just like how like nice everyone was like in the campus. I had to like run from like every office to like the other office and I feel like this is always like a stressful experience but like at this campus everyone was just like so nice and super friendly so that was like something at the very beginning but um, yeah I mean also like 24-hour opening times at libraries was, was something which I was like super surprised by and which was like a crazy concept for me and yeah I mean also like free food there was like free food everywhere that was also like a very cool thing like so much free um pizza and um yeah just like <laughs> tons of different stuff
2: uh, did you experience the free t-shirts
3: Sophia of course, of course. I am um, <laughs> got a free t-shirt, um, a free Brown University t-shirt. I still have it. I'm sleeping in it like at the moment, actually. It's my sleeping t-shirt. And I mean, this is like another thing that like at the campus, so many people are like running around with university t-shirts, which is just not the same thing in Germany. Because Also because I feel like the standing of the university is a different one, like life is like very centered around university in the US. And in Germany, it's more like, yeah, you learn in the university, but you have like a whole life outside of university. And so, yeah, so there's that's like a huge
1: difference. <laughs> I love that. I'm so glad you asked about that, Alyssa, because that is such a phenomenon that you, you just have this drawer full of t-shirts by the end of your university experience in the US. But on the other side, Alyssa, what are some of the things that you've observed here in Germany about students while you've um, been in Munich?
2: Uh, German students are actually genuinely interested in what you're researching and why you're there, and they ask so many questions. And I I found that so refreshing. And it may just be because I've been locked up for the for the pandemic for the past year, like everyone else. But it was so great to be able to talk and get different perspectives from people who are actually from here. And, you know, the first question I always get when I speak to a German student is, why are you studying Bavaria? <laughs> like, why would, you, why would you come from the States to study Bavaria? And it's funny because I can flip the question on them because most of them are studying some sort of science or medicine in the States, Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a fun experience, but yeah, I haven't had a free t-shirt from LMU at at Munich
3: yet, so. You will not get one.
2: (laughs) I will not get one.
3: (laughs) I'm actually originally from Bavaria and I'm also not sure why you won't study it.
2: (laughs) Exactly. That's the question I always get.
1: (laughs)
0: Tearing Down Walls, our transatlantic show on sunshine life.
1: So let's come back to the topic at the very top of the show, this sometimes rocky relationship between Germany and the United States. I mentioned that a study released just last month found that about a third of Germans believe that democracy in their country is threatened by influence from the U.S. But some polling also shows that young people are the most optimistic. And Sophia, you were studying in the States when Donald Trump was still president. And around that time, as we mentioned in the beginning of the show, only a quarter of Germans had a positive perception of the U.S. compared to a 78 percent approval back in the year 2000. Were you one of those Germans that had this not so favorable view when you first came to the U.S.?
3: I mean, it's complicated because the U.S. I feel like the U.S. is like very divided. And I mean, I definitely did not have like a positive view on Trump, <laughs> as many Amer- U.S. Americans also do not have. I feel like I'm like I was aware of like the huge like gap in like how U.S. Americans are like so different within their like country. And it's also like a huge country. I mean, I met so many incredible people in the u s and I was also like expecting to meet so many incredible people there because there are like so many inspiring people who try to drive positive social change, and it's just like very complicated in a society that's like so divided and also has like so much social inequality so um yeah, I mean, I definitely had like some perceptions of the u s which were like driven by like <laughs> the president and stuff like that, but
1: and Sophia, you mentioned this divisiveness in the U.S. right off the bat. Alyssa, do you feel that in Germany you're asked a lot of questions about that? Oh, my goodness. All the time.
2: All the time. That's that's usually... it's It's funny. I always joke that whenever I'm in Germany, the first question I get asked is a political one. But this year, it's actually been what do you think of the vaccination process? Or why did Florida end their lockdown so quickly? And how did it impact everybody? Especially the people I'm living with, they're always asking me, you know, why is the US open? What, what, why aren't they responding to COVID in the same way as Germany? And unfortunately, I don't have an answer for them. But that's been the really big questions while I've been here. They're like, oh, you're American.
1: Are you vaccinated? You know, that that type of thing. So I want to come to a topic that I would say feels a lot more divisive in the US than it is here in Germany, and that's climate change. And Sophia, you've been deeply involved in environmental groups in both countries. And so I'm super curious to hear what you've observed personally about the differences between the activism in, in both places.
3: For me personally, it was like super great to like learn from activists in the u.s because i feel like there are some like significant differences for example like in the u.s activism is just thought of in general a little bit more intersectional so like i feel like the activists are more aware of like um that climate change is also like a issue about racism and other other like social inequalities and i mean like in germany we get there but we are still like a little bit most groups are behind um this like perception so this was actually like a huge learning experience for me like some specifics how i and i will definitely like do some things differently in the future and on the other side it's like um i feel like there are like some issues that are like very much like in the like center and like german activism groups or european activism groups even and not so much in the us for example like data security and being aware of like that being an activist can also be like um A sensitive thing is like, um, I think because of like the German history, there's like much more awareness about being cautious to not be like super public sometimes or like be very aware, like where you give like your data to. And in the US, that's just like completely um, different too. So there are like some differences. And um, I feel like both groups can like really like learn from each other in like many ways.
1: I want to ask you both a final question. Sophia, let's start with you. How has the way you've looked at your home country now that you're back in Germany, how has it changed since returning from studying abroad in the States?
3: Yeah, um, I mean, like, I feel like one thing that is just like really different in the U.S. and in Germany um how I experience it is that um, like the like U.S. American work ethic is just like very different. And, yeah, how um, so? I mean, (laughs) in my circle in the U.S., people were just, like, working so much more, just, like, so much, like, longer hours. And it was just, like, so much more central in my life (laughs) during my time in the U.S. And that definitely, like, changed my perception. I mean, like, in Germany, we have this whole concept of, like, um, firearm, like, basically, like, celebrating the evening, at some point like you stop working and you have like to celebrate your evening and in the US that just like does not exist it's like that's the thing about like 24 hours like libraries you just work there's like not not such a break and also like if you have like holidays that's like you also still have to work and whatever it's just like that's like something that really like shifted my perspective also about like how much you can actually work if you really have to (laughs) (laughs) oh
2: yeah my my flatmates they think i'm crazy because i'm working on saturday and sunday and on the holidays and they're like Alyssa, you need to stop No, it's it's kind of like I've had this the opposite of, of Sophia. It, you know, I've started to learn how to kind of take a moment to relax. Like on Saturday mornings, my flatmates are like, OK, we're going to go hiking. You're going with us. I was like, no, 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 I have this to do. And they're like, no, 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 you're going. Um, so, you know, it it's kind of taught me to take a step back and enjoy the moment um, every once in a while, because if not for them, I would just work 24 seven.
1: That's like a wonderful lesson to like learn from Germany, I
2: think. It's great. I, I love the whole concept of fire oven, everything. Like it's great.
1: <laughs> and you're probably not gonna find too many twenty-four hour libraries open here in Germany.
2: Oh no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or a free t-shirt. So you know, you win some, you lose some, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all we have time for. Thank you to Alyssa Kolb, an American PhD candidate on a Fulbright grant in Bavaria, and to Sophia Dash, a German master's student in Berlin who spent a year abroad in the U.S. Thanks so much to you both. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Tearing Down Walls is a co-production of Sunshine Life and college radio station WNHU. 88.7 FM out of West Haven.
1: This is Tearing Down Walls. I'm your host, Sylvia Cunningham. This is the first episode of a new monthly program on Sunshine Live, where we find understanding between a new generation across the Atlantic. Joining me now over Zoom is Sasha Daniels. She's in Austin, Texas right now working on her master's and PhD in Germanic studies, but she spent two years in Germany as a teacher in Essen from 2018 to 2020. And we are keeping the Fulbright connection going because in Sasha's first year, she was supported by a Fulbright grant. So, Sasha, welcome!
0: Thank you very much. I'm glad I'm here with you all today.
1: It's great to have you. Sasha, your interest in Germany goes way back. Uh, You came here for a year in high school and then studied abroad in college as well. What got you excited about Germany in the first place and, and what kept bringing you back?
0: Well, I started learning German when I was in middle school, actually. I started teaching myself German when I was 11. Um, (laughs) And uh, the reason for that is because my sister is actually half German. So my sister was born in Berlin. She was raised there. She's only been to the U.S. maybe four times. So when we were younger, uh, we actually couldn't communicate with one another because we spoke two different languages. So my motivation to learn German was so I could speak to my sister. And then before I know it, everything kind of just went in hand in hand once I knew the language I decided to go to high school there and decided to study it and everything is now just connected to one another.
1: Wow and is your sister still in Berlin?
0: Yep she still lives there.
1: Ah, Okay cool Um, but when you came here most recently on the Fulbright Grant you taught English as I mentioned at a school in Essen was there anything going into it that you were particularly nervous or excited about?
0: I was really excited. Uh, I remember the day that I got my assignment in Essen and I was just hoping and praying that I was in the city. (laughs) And so when I saw that I was in Essen, I'd heard of it before, but I didn't know much about it. And then once I started doing my research about Essen, I found out it was like the ninth largest city in Germany. So that made me feel very comfortable also coming from a large city. So I was very excited to be in Essen and also just kind of in in the whole Hulaput area because of all the cities in that area. So I know there was so much culture that I had to, was able to look at just from living there.
1: And you ended up spending two years teaching there in Essen, but now you're back in the States. And as a Fulbright alum, you are a communications and outreach officer for Fulbright Noir, which is a platform that highlights the experiences and projects of Black Fulbrighters, Tell me more about how you got involved.
0: I found out about Fulbright Noir before my grant started, just when I found out that I had gotten the Fulbright. And um, my first month in Germany, we had a Berlin conference, like a diversity conference, and Fulbright Noir gave a presentation there. And I just thought what they were doing was so cool and I wanted to get involved with it. And before I knew it, they were having a, a conference in Belgium later on that year and I was lucky enough to be chosen to participate in the conference. And before my year ended in Germany, I applied to be the communication and outreach officer. And luckily, I got it. They said they were blown away by the things I had to say just because it's something I'm very passionate about. So ever since then, I you know, I just kind of my passion has helped me also help other Fulbrighters and be involved in that. Yeah.
1: Tell me more about that passion. What do you mean? Essentially, just like.
0: Of students getting Fulbright grants, it, there's a very low number that are black grantees. So I believe it's somewhere lower than 10% of grantees are black grantees. And I think, uh, I believe that um, the Latinx grantees and Asian grantees have a higher representation, although they are, are also minority um, grantees. However, the lowest number of minority grantees come from the black community. So that was something that I was very passionate about because I knew that when I was going to Germany, out of 140 English teaching assistants, I think maybe only three or four of us were Black. So inherently, we were going to have different experiences than our the rest of our cohort.
1: Knowing that the experience would be, as you say, inherently different, can you share some of the ways in which you had to prepare that white grantees like myself wouldn't have even thought about? And Also, maybe what wasn't being covered in the official orientation, uh, for example.
0: So, yeah, we had our orientation. It was a three-day orientation. And um, something that was missing, obviously, was kind of how students of color or minority students would be perceived in Germany and how we would navigate being in Germany. So for a white grantee, you could blend in fairly easy because unless you spoke, then people would assume you were German. However, oftentimes for minority grantees and also during my year, there was one student um, or one grantee, she also wore hijab, she was, she's Muslim, so automatically we carry the stereotypes based on simply how we look and how we would be perceived. So that was something that we kind of had to navigate amongst ourselves and then also made a point to um, the Fulbright Commission especially when we did experience anything that we shouldn't have as minorities. And
1: in your second year, you took on more of a mentor role for incoming grantees, um, for minority English teaching assistants to have this space to express their concerns about coming to Germany. What um, are some examples of of insights or observations
0: that were important for you to share? For example, um, one thing that I've noticed oftentimes, and I feel like this is just a a thing of German culture, that Germans stare a lot. And in America when you look at someone, if they're staring at you, they automatically look away. But oftentimes in Germany, or at least in my experience, if someone is staring at me and I look at them, sometimes they may not look away. And so for someone just coming to Germany, they may feel very, feel as if that's very rude or feel very offended. But that's something that I've kind of just learned comes with the territory after spending almost four years there.
1: But that's interesting because it seems like what you said with that, it comes with the territory. It's like you're trying to offer give this benefit of the doubt or I don't know even like have compassion about this cultural practice I don't know if that's the word or it feels like somehow you're being very empathetic in in both directions
0: it's both it's empathetic in both directions in the sense that I know that that's something that will just happen however it's not always something that I feel like always should happen because I know that it does happen to white counterparts depending on how they may present themselves. However, it happens at a more significant amount to people of color.
1: Absolutely. And have you found that your relationship to Germany has changed the longer you've spent here? I mean, especially because you've been here at such
0: different ages. I remember when I was 17 and I came back to the U.S. after my year And I was so happy to leave. (laughs) I was so happy to come back to the U.S. And I told myself like, oh, you know, that was an experience. It was great, but I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. And then I noticed as years went on and I was back in the U.S., I started just missing being in Germany. And I noticed that how much of an impact that had on me. And so then when I went back, just kind of like with a fresh set of eyes and was able to kind of take in the country in a new way, I think it was similar to like you were saying before, I was able to be more empathetic rather than just a 17-year-old who were saying like, oh, this is so different. I want to go home.
1: (laughs) So do you want to live in Germany again after you finish your
0: master's and PhD? Well, before I finish, I'll have to come back for another year and I'm actually really looking forward to it. (laughs) I'm excited to be back now because I was away for two years. So I'm excited to be back just to be close to friends and family. However, I am still looking forward to that one year in the future that I'll be able to spend back in Germany because I know then I'll be even more different because um, it'll be a couple years down the line. So, and I'll have more experience under my belt with my studies I'm curious to see what my mindset will be like when I move back, because it's definitely going to happen.
1: <laughs> Sasha Daniels is a Fulbright alum and is currently back in the United States working on her master's and PhD, but we will definitely find her back in Germany at some point down the road. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners for tuning into our premiere of Tearing Down Walls. I'm Sylvia Cunningham. This show was produced and edited by me and Monica muller Kroll. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.